On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into Second Shot. We are excited to have you here, and I have to give you, well, I'm, I'm Jenny. We mentioned in the intro Heath, and he is not here um, for a reason that can only be explained by this. We are in mid-pandemic, and if we are being honest, his business has been hit very hard. We, we were talking about this last night, and it's almost like this is a passion project for us. It's something we love doing. It's something that we have have made a commitment to doing to serving our audience but first and foremost he made a commitment to the people who work with him and work for him and right now this is a like 12 hour a day 15 hour a day job and you guys know Heath has talked a lot about um just um prioritizing and making space for all the things in your life and he's also talked a lot about um seasons ebbs and flows where you have to go all in in one thing it feels right now like in the in his work world it's almost like like postpartum like after i had brighton and i was like 100 percent brighton where it's like nothing else can come in i mean that's where, that's where he's at and i think that it's important to point that out as a leader that sometimes there are times when you have to look at what you're doing and really, really refocus and re-strategize so that the people that work around you and, and for you and with you and, and ahead of you and above you still have jobs at the end of this. I, I think so many of us can relate to that. So anyway, all that to say, Heath is not here today, but I am holding it down along with Matt and Zach. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, you know, I'm doing great. It's a, it's just, it's, it continues to be a weird time and I won't pretend like it isn't, but, um, we, I got some, some advice on an interview I, I did last week and it was from, from a psychologist and she said, you just have to truly live in the moment. And, and this podcast has been such a source of joy for me and I hope it has been for you guys and for everybody listening. So I'm just yeah. living in the moment right now and excited to see you guys. I will say I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little sad that Heath's not here because I know that you guys have made some significant progress on the house. Um, and I was really hoping that I could hear y'all talk about it. <laughs> so we'll have to wait for next time. People who follow along on the Second Shot Instagram or Facebook group probably know all this already. Yes. But, uh, I'll yeah. give, how about this? In the third segment, I'll We'll give you guys an update on the okay. house, and it is—it's kind of crazy. Like we love a plot twist in our house, <laughs> and oh, there are some plot twists. So Haven't we'll, you had enough already? Haven't I'm, you had enough plot twists in that house? I'm already? putting a positive spin on it, man. <laughs> there is a there is a plot twist. All right, so we'll see how it goes. Um, but but yeah, you know, I'm bummed Heath can't be here. How how is quarantine going for you, Zach? Uh, you know, it's going okay. I got a cat. Which we talked about oh, yeah, that's right. after the show last week. I just probably uh -huh. should have just had him to like hold him up. But yeah, he's, he's a little kind of tabby mix uh, from a friend of ours whose cat had kittens. Uh, he's adorable. He's like 14 weeks old. 
He loves Christine way more than me. And, and well, I'm, I'm, don't we all? It's okay. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. kidding, Zach. <laughs> uh, it's okay though. Yeah, he'll 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 come around on me. I know it. Uh, otherwise, things are good. I got a haircut. Uh, I'm working on my cool new website. It's just trying to stay busy, I think, uh, with everything that's going on, with the world opening up. Yes. So, yeah. Hey, listen, there was, there's this article on, on Forbes.com that I thought we just had to highlight. It's it's six phrases you won't hear successful people say. And we talk a lot about mindset around here. We talk a lot about, you know, uh, sort of reframing things. And it's really easy right now to just give it all up and say, I, was, I didn't used to do that. But because of the pandemic... I'm living my life lowly down here like I didn't used to. So, Zach, what's the what's sort of the, the crux of the article here? Yes, yeah, six phrases you will not hear successful people using, uh, which I'm excited to talk about because I've never said any of these in my whole, whole life. Uh, so I'm well, just no wonder you're so awesome. Yeah, look how successful you are. Like, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fir- first one, it's just one of those days. Uh, next up, we've got, it's not my fault. Uh, I'll Mm -hmm. try. Love that one. Let's wait and see. Oh, no. (laughs) That's never going to work. (laughs) And lastly, it's not fair. I can't wait to see which one of these you guys connect with. Okay, it's not fair. That was one of that's one of my big second shot sit down yes. questions. Do yeah. you think that would you prefer that life be fair or unfair? And it's really telling to hear what people say. I've I've never thought, you know, oh, I've never like looked down on somebody for for the way that they've answered it, but it is interesting to see the mindset of it. A, a big pet peeve of mine is I'll try because I want to hear I'm going to do it. And and I know that, that people can sort of be meaning well. Oh, but me. Oh, you mean well. That's mm-hmm. another that can be another pet peeve like, oh, but they mean well, which means that like they're not really being all that upstanding to begin with. Um, it's not my fault. That is a very frustrating one. But it's one of those days is like such a downer. It's like, what does that mean? And is your day over yet? The other thing I like to do is like a midday reset where things are crazy. You know how, and, and I feel like Matt, I may have approached you in a little bit of a crazy way in that I was racing over the, from the studio. Yes, and in yeah. my mind, I was like, whoa, today was kind of crazy. But in the drive over, I'm like, refocus, reset. We're doing second shot. We want to put out good content. So let me just and not let it be one of those days because I still have another good eight hours before I go to bed. Yeah, I had a very illuminating conversation about this very thing um, a couple weeks ago with someone, and we were just talking about the idea of what does it mean when you say you had a bad day? You know, what are you really what are you really saying when you say I've had a bad day? Usually that means you've not had a bad day. You you had a bad moment, right? Like and you're you, letting it impact your day. Yeah, you had like a bad ten minutes, or you had a bad thing happen. And that colors your entire day. So to the same thing where you said it's a crazy day. Well, I mean, was it a crazy day or were you just having to rush at that exact moment and you're thinking, oh, gosh, today's so hectic. Um, so, yeah, I think people can reframe what they think, uh, how they think about their day when, when you say things like it's just one of those days or I'm having a bad day. Whereas, well, I'm not really. I just had a bad thing. And I'm gonna, am I going to let this thing hang over the entire day or am I going to move past it? Yeah. And you guys, we have to think about these midday resets or maybe it's a quarter day reset, like reevaluating whether it's at your lunchtime or do you get up and you do 10 jumping jacks to get blood flow to the brain and to kind of like readjust yourself? (laughs) Do you sprint into the podcast studio to kind of get the blood flow going and just shake things up a little bit? Do you turn on a song for three minutes? That's another, that's like one of my tricks if I'm feeling like I want to say, but we would never say it. 
It's just one of those days. If I'm feeling like that, I turn on, you know, whatever is like, I wanted to say on my iPod, like I'm a thousand years old, whatever's on my iPod for three minutes, dance it out, shake it off. Um, I'll even do this at a half hour reset on a show. If I'm anchoring the show and it's like things are just crumbling downhill, mid hour, reset, reframe, take a sip of coffee, pretend like the day is all new again. It's a fresh start. Yeah, like it's a it, like it's a fresh start, and it's it's not my fault. You guys, that one. I mean, you know, I think that that what Forbes is saying on this one is that everything is your fault. That's a good thing. They say successful people know that everything that happens in their business is connected to an action they have made or should have made however indirectly. So it could be a bad hire, research you didn't do, a problem you didn't oversee. The, the point is either way, owning the problem means that you also own the solution. So it's a really powerful thing to know in whatever realm you're in, you can say, this is my fault, which means I also have the power to change it. Yeah, that's a I good like one. Um, I will say I feel particularly seen, as the kids might say, um, <laughs> by the phrase, I'll try. Uh, because for me in the past, and I've really tried to break this, um, that has been sort of a very passive aggressive way of me saying, I don't want to do the thing that you're oh, asking me to okay. do. Um, so like me, you know, say, Hey, go clean out the entire garage. Well, I'll try. Um, that's, that's me saying, I don't want to do this. I'm probably not going to do this or I'm probably not going to get it finished. Um, but I'll give it a shot to, to make you feel better about it. And uh, I've, uh, I'm not saying that towards anybody in particular right now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying this has come up in the past. Um, so I have tried to break myself. And, and, you know, sometimes that just means saying, no, I can't get to that right now. Or no, I can't do that right now. I can't take another thing on my plate, you know, if it's a work setting. Uh -huh. um, I'm not going to say I'll try to get, get to that today when I really can't, you know, or I don't have the, the ability right. to. Like the false kind of promise. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like the let's wait and see. So Forbes is saying this is rarely the right strategy and that successful people don't leave succeeding to market forces or external occurrences. They make succeeding inevitable. So they said, imagine a book launch. If your book is written, your content is scheduled, your email announcements are ready, your marketing funnel is set up, your reviewers are primed, you know, but waiting and seeing like, let's just put this out there and just see how it goes is rarely a strategy for success. And then on the other end, if somebody's asking you for something and you say, oh, we'll wait and see, then they're just kind of looking at you as, as being very passive and maybe somebody they wouldn't want to do business with. Right. Um, I do like Matt. Quick props to you. When I got Matt some very, very late in the game content last week <laughs> on a Friday, <laughs> um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to upload this. You know, I thought that I had it figured out and I did not. And Matt was... Uh, so kind to not judge me, not say, I'll, I'll see if I can. He didn't say, let's wait and see. He didn't say, it's not my fault, because it wasn't. It was my fault. Um, he didn't say, it's just one of those days. He said, I'll do it. And I'm like, I will never forget that. So that was really awesome. So props to Matt. Yes. Aww. It was uh, It was also, uh, the, sh the show goes out at 4 o'clock. I think it was 3 o'clock on a Friday. It was. It was. It was <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was absurd. Just say. <laughs> yes, it's fine. I give I give him the credit. Okay, you guys, this has been a fun first segment of Second Shot. We will be slinging the headlines, as we like to say, in the second segment of Second Shot. Keep in mind those six phrases, and we encourage you to eliminate them. partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, 
what is going on with you. So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, are with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. <laughs> it has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. Welcome back into the second segment of Second Shot. And something I wanted to address that I didn't address off the top, and I didn't want all of our um, listeners and friends and people who watch to be totally confused about what's been going on with the format. So if you didn't hear the episodes before, the deal is this. I started working on a show called Morning After on CW33, which has a Second Shot component, which was really a big goal of mine to get the content that we're doing here onto a bigger platform and, and with a bigger audience and highlight some of these Second Shot sit-downs. So that is happening now. Every Thursday at 10 in the morning, if you are in Dallas, it's on channel 33. And so what we've been doing is airing some of these interviews in full, in their entirety, on this platform. And I don't do this whole big, long out, drawn out conversation on the beginning. So in case you've been wondering, what is happening here? That is what's happening. We are still continuing to do our second shot podcasts with our friends from the OG original crew as well. But just know that those will be coming out either as regular episodes or as bonus episodes as a part of our commitment to everybody that we're trying to get everybody to up level. We, we want everybody to be taking that second shot and hopefully that you'll see yourself in some of these. So if any of them have touched a nerve with you, if you think that they're particularly inspiring, please do share them with, with anybody that you think it could serve. So that's the deal on that. I'm happy to have those and that we can use those too because I, I will say yeah. if if the folks could only see our email thread lately of, on trying to schedule just one recording of second oh, good shot, Lord. Um, it's, it's like trying to, you know, uh, organize a meeting of world leaders almost because it's like, well, do you have this 30 minute window open on this afternoon <laughs> that we could possibly do that? Um, and that's only because, you know, like you said, Heath is busy. You are busy. Um, you we're, guys are we're busy. busy. We're busy here. You know, finding studio space has been difficult. So um, I'm really happy that, uh, that we are able to continue to put stuff out every week. And if that means you will get some of those second shot sit downs, which I think is really, really good stuff. I mean, uh, that's that's awesome, and I'm, I'm glad we can do that. Yeah, me too. I think I think it's been fun. I think it's been been really fun. But I also love to kind of reconnect with you guys. And um, and, and this headline Zach sent to us, um, I had not even seen this one, but take us through it because I definitely have a second shot on it. Yeah, so this was a story I had found when I was going over movie news, something I like to do. Uh, how a zero-budget, zero-dollar-budget short film managed to hit number one at the U.S. box office. So here's what happened. A couple of YouTubers were joking over Zoom one day in the middle of this pandemic uh, that any movie that came to theaters right now would probably be number one at the box office because every theater in America <laughs> is closed, or at least most of them. And they started talking about it, and one of them realized, hey, wait, that, that's probably actually true, that that would happen. 
So they hatched this plan. They decided to get on Zoom with a couple other YouTubers and do some teleconferencing and shoot themselves just a little itty-bitty short film. I don't even think they had a script for it. It was just this little thing they made. They edited it together. They cut it up. And they found a local theater that was willing to open for a private screening, assuming, of course, they go through all the necessary requirements, temperatures, all that stuff. They did that, of course. They sold zero tickets, I think. Uh, they, they, they headlined the marquee as sold out, and they ran the movie one night. <laughs> that weekend, they landed as the number one box office film in America because they were the only movie that ran. So now they get a bunch of articles coming out about them. They made some headlines. They were trending on Twitter for a minute. And it's not much because it's just this little thing you did. But you know what? I have to respect that they took advantage of the situation around them and thought, you know what? We can actually get a little bit of press here by doing pretty much nothing. And it totally worked. So kudos, <laughs> guys. Uh, tip of the hat, I suppose. What do you think about this? Oh, my gosh. Well, and my second shot's opposite from yours. Well, first of all, I do congratulate them. I think this is really cool, really innovative. I love there's a photo of them, like, all debonair in their, you know – Tuxes for their, you know, sold out number one box office hit. The um, abstract second shot, you know, view from above is that when you get something that you didn't really work for, you don't build the confidence and life lessons that it takes to actually make a number one film. So I think that, um, or, or, you know, get to number one in whatever, like you're saying, okay, well, I'm going to go into this really um, weird, obscure sector and then win that. And it's like, you're going to you're going to feel that win and it's not going to feel nearly as cool or as fulfilling or as impressive as if you had beaten all these other really talented people in there in that realm. So these guys are obviously just starting out. I, like I said, I don't take anything away from them, but it's sort of like when an athlete wants to compete against the best. Like they don't you don't want to have a rain out. You don't want to have a, you know, oh well we won when the game got canceled because something happened because you never really feel that confidence of actually winning. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, so, so I just encourage people to like go for the, the bigger fight, go for the harder thing because that's going to build that confidence to continue going and to continue going. You're also going to be up against t like tougher competitors, which will make you stronger. Going up against nobody doesn't really make you stronger. It just means that you produce something and like you found a loop around which i guess makes you smarter than everybody because you found the workaround <laughs> but i don't know that it builds like the long-term stamina and strength yeah i, I think it's uh, you know going off of what you're saying i think it's hard for going to be hard for one of these guys to go around a year from now and say hey i had a number one movie at the <laughs> right. box office when it's like well, okay, okay. Well, what does that really mean? You know, I know a lot of people have been talking about this with regards to sports trying to start back up and them playing like some sort of weird playoff structure when there hasn't been a whole season. And what is that going to mean for the record books and, and things like that? Um, I, I do, though, like I, I, I do think they, uh, in the most obvious way, they serve as a, as a, as a nice inspiration for people who for sure. um, looked at a situation where a lot of people, and very rightfully so, kind of threw their hands up and said, well, there's nothing we can do. You know, we can't, we can't do anything. The theaters aren't open. Um, and we can't make anything and put it out. So we're just going to wait and wait until, you know, let's wait and see, like kind of like what that previous article said. And um, I, I, so I think they can, the, the, the worst answer they would have ever gotten was no, right? They Definitely. shoot this little thing and then they call, a, call around to a few theaters and the theaters all say no. Well, okay. I mean, no, no big loss there, but they tried it and, and it worked out for them. And so that I, I think can be a, a, 
a lesson for all of us that uh, it never hurts to ask, you know, and, and you could end up getting a little bit of press o- over it. That's true. I do like that second shot never hurts to ask. And this reminds me of this uh, quote that I posted in the second shot secret Facebook group, which, by the way, has been growing by leaps yeah. and bounds. It's good to see so many new members. Um and one of our members actually posted this, and I kind of like reposted it. It says, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Harold R. McClendon. So th- these guys definitely <laughs> went where there was, you know, th- th- they're kind of blazing their own trail with regard to putting out a movie because everybody else is too scared to bust their budget to put yep. out a movie. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of yep. cool. You make a good point, and you're right. It's it's they're running their own race, and it's not like they're going to land a job after this. Nobody at Universal is going to be like, "Hey, come make a movie for us," and certainly no marketing department is going to be like, "You guys get it," because next to 2020 in the record books, there's going to be a big asterisk like forever. And mm-hmm. anything accomplished this year, I think, is going to have a weird turn of like, "Well, yeah, but everybody was in pandemic, so does it really count?" And like they ran their own race, and I think I respect that, but at the same time. I don't know. I guess I can appreciate, like, the ideology behind, hey, let's try this thing. Who knows? Maybe we'll get there. You're right. It doesn't have any really larger implications other than being able to point and laugh at the system, I suppose. Um, But I can appreciate what they're doing, you know, at least for themselves, at least for their followers on YouTube. I'm sure it's a hit. Oh, they are gaining a following. They are definitely gaining a following. I think that's a really fun one that came from nofilmschool.com. And Zach is our official film school aficionado. So in the third segment of Second Shot, you guys, we are talking about how we are changing the game in the Oaks household. That's Mm -hmm. right. We have a plot twist in our lives. Dun, dun, dun. We'll talk about that (laughs) when we get back in the third segment of Second Shot. really quick break to invite you to my safe swaps group. So I have been on a journey for the last year or so trying to discover safe swaps specifically for skincare and makeup, but we're talking about everything. Uh, Aluminum-free deodorant, healthier pants for your cooking, cleaning products, things like that. So if you have been looking to make a shift health-wise and, you know, really start off 2020 on a different step for you and your family, that is what's going down in the Safe Swaps group. And I'm inviting you to join us. So the group is facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. You'll be asked a couple of questions, you know, in terms of why would you want to join and, and what you're hoping to learn. And then I will connect with you with my master list. I have made a master list of the safe swaps for skincare, makeup, home products, baby products, things that are non-toxic, things that contain certified organic ingredients, things that are made in the USA, all the goodness, all the wellness, it is there. So I hope to see you again. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. Welcome back into the Second Shot Podcast. I'm Jenny Anchando. My wonderful co-host Heath Oaks is off for today, as I explained. Uh, He is trying to get some work done, as I know a lot of you are. Part of our goal, too, is to just create a little bit of fun, a little bit of levity. I I know when I'm scrolling through the podcast right now, like, I just can't with another serious one. Like, oh, yeah. I, I want to learn something, but I also want it to be fun. I'm really enjoying just like lighthearted conversations and stuff like that. So we're going to try to bring a little bit of that to you with Second Shot. And, you know, something that I noticed, you guys, how did our 
private second shot Facebook group that was about supposed to be about like motivation and inspiration turn into like a sharing of your dinner group? I don't know. There's like this weird game of one-upsmanship that's going on yes. in here where somebody posts their food and then another person says, well, here's what I'm having for dinner. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I see those posts, because we, we get the posts for review before they go up, yeah. so nobody posts anything crazy. And I see a food post and I'm like, I'm going to leave this for somebody else to approve because <laughs> yeah. because. I yeah, don't feel good about – I'm not going to say it's bad or anything like that. I'm like, do we need another food post right now? Oh I'm going to wait on this one. It cracks me up. Right now we have um, we have black beans and rice. We have broccoli. We have chicken <laughs> fried steak. Oh, we've got a Cuban sandwich. We have um, beef back good. ribs with fried green tomatoes. We have like some sort of ham hock situation. Yeah. I don't know where this went from inspiration to – Y'all need to calm to- down. Like let's <laughs> – I wonder if we could just say, hey, on Saturdays, Saturdays or like show us your Saturday barbecue or show us your Saturday night meal or whatever. Maybe throughout the rest of the week, let's let's find somewhere well, you know something else to post. Is I used to have this group called Team No Sleep that we created, and it was a it was like a Facebook group. It was all the people who would live stream our newscast in the morning, and it, we started at four a.m. So we called them hashtag Team No Sleep. Fun fact, Brighton just found the Team No Sleep bear in our storage unit. So she's been like sleeping with the Team No Sleep bear. Um, anyway, for, for whatever reason, that group too turned into a food group and they, they called it Din Din Roll Call. And it was like every night around five or six, it'd be like Din Din Roll Call and everybody would mm. write down what they're having for dinner. I have no idea what the point of it was. It all goes I, back to food. It was kind of fun. I have, a, I have a little bit of a confession about the food stuff. Oh, did um, you start it? I, I may have engaged with a couple of those posts in the comments because it's been quarantine and I'm trying to eat better because, like, I, dude, I put on some quarantine weight. It's bad. You can't see all. here, but when I'm in the studio, you'll know. And, like, somebody posted that Cuban sandwich and I was like, I haven't had one of those in months. Yeah, that oh, looks so good. So, so good. I'm I, engaging I with them, them too. Um, but, man, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So I mean, good. I'm fine with it. Whatever you guys want to post is fun. But please, if you do have an inspirational quote or a life lesson or a business <laughs> lesson or something, post that along with your Cuban sandwich. Yeah, there you Maybe. go. Post with yeah. your What's your course? second shot on the Cuban sandwich? That's what we <laughs> no. want to know. Like, what, what does that mean to you? When you're... Or if you have a headline that you want to slang, yeah. <laughs> if you have a headline that you want us to do, then post that in there, too. It's just like... I don't know. It's just so Maybe funny. we don't need less food posts. We just need more of the other stuff to balance things out. That's probably yes. what, what we need to do. Yes, yeah, exactly. If you, if you post a headline and a photo of your dinner, I'm totally in on that. That's a <laughs> yeah. great idea. Yeah. Like, okay, now I guess a conversation, a little something to look at. That's good. That's I'm into it. Chicken fried steak along with your headline. Oh, yeah. Um, so I mentioned the plot twist. Yes. Yeah. The plot twist is this. Sip the tea, Zach, because... We are actually moving into that house. It is happening in what? July. We are moving in. It is happening. Like, it's it's done. That's unbelievable. Knock, knock on all the wood. <laughs> knock on all the wood. Um, I, I feel like I teased it a little bit like it was going to be like, we're not moving into the house, but we are. It has been so... Like, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. It's just, it's kind of a show here, kind of a you-know-what show. But um, <laughs> but here's the, here's the deal. We bought that property um, right before we got married. We have now been married for four years. And um, we've been trying to build on that property the entire time. So we've had a lot of twists and turns, and it's actually come together. I can't wait to show. We'll, we'll share some pictures and stuff, like, once we're moved in and 
um, and all of that. He, for my birthday, uh, did a surprise socially distanced, like sort of sitting in the empty house or sitting outside the empty house by the pool that has not yet been filled with water uh-huh. um, party with some of my girlfriends, surprise party. And I, I got so socially awkward and freaked out so much because I haven't seen people in so long that I like fell to the ground. When they Ooh. did like surprise, I was like, what? I just, I mean, I haven't seen people in person aside yeah, from like yeah. Matt when I come in here and we're way distanced and then the, the people at work. So, um, so we are moving in next month in the midst of all this chaos in the midst of Dallas, not knowing if like, what are we going to do with Brighton next year? I have oh no idea. Um, I know parents feel the struggle. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen, but either way, we're going to also, gonna it's July. It's going to be hot. So hot. And well, and listen, so our other house is on the market. It. I thought that one would fly off the shelves, off the real estate shelves. And it's well, it's only been on the market for a couple of weeks. So anyway, we've got another open house, which is, you know, it, it, have you guys gone to many open houses? Do you open the doors? Do you open the drawers? Oh, like dig through the house? Yeah. No, I really don't. Oh, I feel like no, I almost treat no, it like no, a museum exhibit. exhibit. Yeah. Okay. Well, as yeah. you should. Yeah. It's weird doing a house showing during COVID because only one group is allowed in at a time. So everyone else has to sit outside in the Texas heat. And they're just, by the time they get in, they're just like so sweaty. <laughs> they're just like, oh, whatever this house, I just need like some water and to come in. Um, and they tour the house, but they have to put on, they have to put on hand sanitizer like before they go in and as they exit. And um, they have to sign in. Normally, it's kind of like you're supposed to sign in, but you don't have to. Now, it's you know, it's it's recommended by the state that um, the Association of Realtors says that you have to sign in so that they can do contact tracing. It's a whole weird thing having your house on the market during COVID because also a lot of people don't want to go in the houses. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, I'm I'm excited. Uh, yeah, longtime listeners will know that the entirety of this show yes. has been he through you saying, Just complaining. hey, uh, yeah, we're making progress on the house or we got stalled on the house or, or this or that. Like, uh, probably if we could go back to the first episode, we could probably hear Heath saying oh. something about it um, or oh, one, of the, sure. one of the early episodes. So that's, that's very exciting to have watched this progress. And um, I'm sorry it took so long, but I know it feels good to get here. Oh my gosh! Well, we just got it. We just got a text from the guy who's building our pool, and he's like, "Oh, the inspector says that I need to redo blah 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 blah." And I was just so thankful that I was not in the same county as Heath <laughs> when he got that news because it's de- it's delaying it. But that's why we're going to move in next month. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, good lord." <laughs> I'm sorry to be copied on this text and now it's, you know, back and forth, but, um, but there, we're going to get it, we're going to get it figured out. And, um, I will say it's given us an appreciation for our current home that we thought we would be, I mean, we thought we would move out of it three years ago. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And here, and we, here are. we are. That's are you so guys crazy. still, um, not ordering food to go? Are you guys picking up? We talked about this with Pizza Planner about how we were all spending all our money on delivery. <laughs> um, we, yeah. We have uh, well, so now I've got I've got gigs after work two nights a week, so oh. that's usually an order out night. Look at that hustle! And then like one of the weekend nights is usually an order out night because we want to, you know, we want to. It's the weekend, yeah. Have fun and mm-hmm. weekend. Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe I've worked outside all day and I don't feel like uh, you know putting something on the grill, so we'll we'll go. And do that. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say it's still probably we're actually like pretty close to where we were before all this stuff started, which was about fifty fifty. Okay, we, we eat as much as we can at home, but we, we still have a healthy portion taking out. 
We've been a lot better about eating in, actually, um, just because, you know, you're trying not to go out. Uh, when we do get stuff, usually I go get it. That's probably, honestly, I think thanks to Matt on this show, one time we talked about delivery versus going and picking it up, and he was like, dude, save yourself the $10 in the tip. Yeah. Just go get it yourself. And that's yeah. totally, like, the greatest life hack ever. But that being said, delivery now is, like, so much better than it was because half these places do contactless delivery. I don't even yeah. have to see another human being. The food is just on my porch, ready to go. It's the greatest service I've ever heard <laughs> of in my whole life. Zach has not left his it. house in four months now, everybody. He hasn't <laughs> right. seen another human being, and he is so happy about it. He is so happy. Um, I do really want to qu quickly want to do a question of the week since we haven't been able to do that. And oh, I was yes. thinking we could do kind of a jump off from um, that Forbes article and ask people what phrase you think should be eliminated from all of our vocabulary. Like, is there a mm. word or a phrase? And I'm sorry I didn't give, give you guys a heads up on this. <laughs> a word or a phrase or like a sentence that you think should be like if you never heard it again, you would be totally okay. I think that mine is... It is what it is. It is what it is. Because it's sort of just like a blah complacency sort of line. I'm sure I've said it. Um, so I'm not saying that I've entirely eliminated, but it is what it is. Just sort of, it's like, I guess, I, I don't know why I want to always be putting up a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of just laying down. Ah, it is what it is. Because um, you know us, we have been fighting for four years. We never said it just is what it is. But um, I, would, I would, would like to eliminate that one. Do you guys have one that comes to mind, like right off the top? Uh, I've got one. Yeah, I'll lift okay. it off of this list, actually, because it's on the point that I, I, I disagreed with the most. Uh, never. I, I can't stand the phrase never. I, I think I think people are are pioneers, man. Like we we are explorers. We explored the globe and we explore the stars. That's what we do. We we are meant to go further. And when somebody says never, it kills me because like that's the antithesis of what we do as like a species right. on the earth. Like we we have to explore and do more and do bigger, better things and create. And and when somebody says that's never gonna happen, I don't know. It gets under my skin. I like it. That's yeah, a good one. never say never. Never say never. Never say never. What do you think, Matt? Um, I think the one that drives me the most crazy, and this is not usually in the in the corporate world, but I see it so much online. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Nextdoor a lot. Are people saying I'm just saying? Um, which oh. which is treated like almost like a get out of jail free card for whatever they whatever ridiculous thing they just said. Um, that may or may not have offended someone, uh, and they say, "Well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just," <laughs> and just it, saying. it drives me crazy. I, I'm like, "Well, what, what are we all doing here? We're all just saying things here, and you could have choo chosen not to say that. You could have said something different." Um, so, yeah, I, I would like to see maybe less that phrase and more just that mentality go away where it's like, you know, the things that you say, especially, gosh, I mean, we talked a little bit about this the last time we were in studio of, um, uh, you know, the dealing with, with protesters and dealing with having to wear masks and dealing with things like that. Um, uh, you know, just a little bit more people just deciding to keep their thoughts to, the, to themselves yeah. or maybe just being a little bit more civil uh, would be a n nice change of pace. So I would like to see that go away. That would be a major change of pace, people keeping their thoughts to themselves. Yeah. People are all holed up at home, typing it all on Facebook, just letting it fly, deleting people like crazy if they have an opposing opinion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and also- get on Twitter. That's yeah. what things really happen. Oh, yeah. gosh. No, I can't. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't realize it, but I kind of have been avoiding Twitter lately. That's a good idea. It's is, the worst. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I still love Instagram the best because I feel I, I do enjoy everybody's family photos. I enjoy their kid photos. I enjoy their cat photos. Um, it's just, I enjoy their food photos, although not in our inspirational support group, <laughs> but in general, um, Instagram's where it's at. I'm still working on getting on TikTok and I know that we are out of time. Yep. So you guys, um, I hope that you've been enjoying this. Don't forget to catch the last episode. I interviewed a mother of 10 and she talks about how among other things, she gets two hours of quiet time every single day Two mother of 10 two hours of quiet time. Uh -huh. I have one and I do not get that. So I am implementing her <laughs> strategies. I started implementing them immediately and I am telling you, they have been incredibly helpful. So that is out there for you. Also have an interview with a guy who wrote a book on side hustles about how you can get your side hustle going. So that is out there for you as well. So gentlemen, go ahead and give a shout out to, uh, to your side hustles and your uh, handles and websites so everybody can get in touch with you. Uh, I am at AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. I'll be hanging out. I'll still like food photos. You can post them. I shouldn't, <laughs> but I will. And uh, if you want to keep up with movies and what's going on, I do a movie podcast called Off Script Film Review. Theaters are opening back up this month, and I'm going to go see a movie and probably get sick, but it's going to be worth it. Come check it out. Uh, Matt Stoker one on Instagram. That's the number one. Follow me there, and uh, you know what? If I end up uh, firing up the grill this weekend, I'll post a photo of it on the Second Shot Facebook group. I'll litter that place with photos of barbecue if that's what you want to see. Yes, we can't wait. We can't wait. You guys, we would really love the gift of a rating or a review. If you screenshot this uh, episode and tag me, I will repost you. Do it from your business account. I'll give a shout out to you and your business. Um, we just want to spread this positive message, especially through the pandemic. We want to bring some value to all of you. We are sincerely grateful for all of you for being a part of this community. And you can find me facebook.com slash group slash second shot or instagram.com slash second shot podcast. Have a blessed week, everybody. Bye.